a chicken a chick choo Welcome to Podcast 22. Deuces up, people. Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work in my office today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today. <laughs> those twos up in the air because we've got 22 podcasts under the belt let's go ladies and gentlemen so good to be with you today we're going to continue our series on friendship i guess i don't know i don't know how long it's going to last but it needs to keep going that's all i know friendship part three super important so important we're going to get to this in a little bit but first let's just talk about something that's just on the forefront of my mind right now yeah Fantasy football. Fantasy football. Well, football in general is starting back up. That's right. Oh, my gosh. Super fired up about it. I'm such a stupid fan. of <laughs> <laughs> Being a fan of a sports team is so difficult. Especially if that sports team is the Lions. Even, does it, honestly, I'll be honest with you, Pastor Aaron, I'm a huge Buckeyes fan. Yeah, They're, I know this. They win national championships. They win games. I mean, if they have a two-loss season, it's considered a total failure. Right. This is a winning program. And would you know it, they still give me pain. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's difficult to be a fan. Yeah. I mean, all you Michigan fans out there right now, you guys won the Big Ten last year. Yeah. Then you lost pathetically to Georgia. Pathetically to Georgia. That's a hard loss. Yep. That's there's It's heartbreak amongst the joy. You're coming back this year. You're stressed. Oh, yeah. You don't know how good your team's going to do. Especially so many of those seniors are gone. Yeah. And what, what's going to happen? I don't know. So you're a fan of a winning program, but yet it's still extremely stressful and difficult. It is difficult to like a to like a, a sports team. I agree. But yeah. I still am totally obsessed. It's like I can't get away from it. And even more <laughs> this year, I have I have made so many mistakes, Pastor Aaron, <laughs> when it comes to the Detroit Lions. Yeah. Those mistakes are I have fallen in love with the team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a mistake. <laughs> it is such a mistake. And you know what they're going to do? They're going to break my heart, and I'm going to break my hand on something when I punch it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I and, hate this. And and what's so bad is that I I am in this same boat. I have been watching HBO Hard Knocks <laughs> with, the, with the Detroit Lions. I have been listening to podcasts from Detroit Lions sports beat writers. Yeah. All they have done is... Is re- reeled me in. They threw out a worm on a hook. I bit it, and they are reeling me in. And I am and they, loving they, they every minute. Of it. I am and, loving every minute. And of then, it. and then, but what? It, what is so funny to me? And yet, because I'm the same way. Like I'm, I'm in it. Let's go. I've been reading articles about just <laughs> following the Lions. And then, as soon as the season starts, they're not going to win games. Uh, they might win half their games. I, that's what I'm saying. If, if they win half their games, if they have a, a 500 season, that's a huge win. I'm I'm gonna be fired up if they have a 500 season. I'm on two fantasy football team leagues this year. Yeah, I'm on one and I'm I'm possibly joining a second one. You're too. possibly on the same two with me. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I we're on one together. We are. You're go, you're about to be invited to a second one, that's which true. is one I'm on as well. Anyway, I think I'm gonna make a prediction right now of what on, on about our first fantasy football league that we're, we're in together okay so there <laughs> okay make a prediction on the very first fantasy football on the league first that. fantasy football league i'm gonna make a prediction that 
that you and me end up in the top three. <laughs> Easy. You think so? I think so. Okay. <laughs> I'll take it. I, and I might even be one and two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that confident right now. And it's it's not, we haven't even drafted yet. We and haven't I'm, even drafted yet. I'm still I'm feeling confident. Uh, there's some other good players in that league. No, I know there is. I absolutely know there. I've actually played fantasy with a few of the other people in that league, and they're they're good. They're good. They're good. Yeah. Absolutely. So but, I'm I'm very excited. Um, here we go. I'm telling you, it, it begins to control my life. It really does. A week from now, NFL football will be on TV a week from right now. Thir- yeah. We record this on a Thursday. Yeah. Football is going to be on TV next Thursday night. Thursday night. Thursday night football. And my wife hates it. <laughs> she already hates it. It hasn't even started. It, she's. I've already told her, hey, yeah. Thursday night, I'm watching football. Oh, you know, really? <laughs> what time does the game start? You know, <laughs> It's like she hates it. <laughs> she doesn't want to. She doesn't want me to be locked in front of the TV for three hours. Yeah, she wants to talk to me for three hours. Oh, you know what? This is not. I didn't wasn't even going to mention this, but there's something that drives me crazy, Pastor Luke. I don't know if it drives me crazy, but it, it's annoying to me. Is I've gone over a few times to some of my friends' houses like to watch a big game on a Sunday, and instead of watching the game, and I want to get your your take on this because instead of like watching the game. They're watching, like, NFL Red Zone. Okay. So it's just, like, NFL Red Zone is just basically they filter through anytime there's, like, something exciting happening in one game. Like, if anybody's in scoring position, they'll just switch to that game. Okay. And so you're all you're seeing all Sunday is, like, the big scoring place. Yes. From the NFL all over the country. Mm-hmm. And it sounds good on paper, but I actually don't like it as much as I like sitting down and watching one game or like maybe flipping back and forth between two if there's two on at the same time. Yeah. I would rather sit down because I feel more invested yes. in that game. It's yes. I feel like I can get more excited about the touchdown. Yep. I can get more excited about the big sack because I'm I'm there, I'm invested and I'm watching like I've watched the whole three hours. Yeah. And so I don't know. I just I would way rather sit down and watch the three hour game rather than watch three hours of touchdowns i have never watched the red zone package that you're talking about yeah but i am in total agreement with you i have similar experiences to where i end up hosting the super bowl party every year yeah and i have a rule yeah for the super bowl party is that the game will be on tv and it'll be loud yeah and we're not here to play board games (laughs) (laughs) and card games yeah I'm not involved. I'm not participating in that junk. <laughs> I have sat down in front of my TV for 17 weeks straight to watch the Super Bowl to, to see who's going to the Super Bowl. So when the Super Bowl's on TV, I'm gonna watch. I'm watching it. the Super Bowl. Yes. Yeah, so don't 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 talk to me. The Super Bowl's on TV. I know I have invited 20 of you over to my house, but don't even small chat me, brah. Get back. Step back. This, this is it. This is the, the game. Only thing I need you to talk to me about is the play that just is, happened. Is what just happened on TV. And then if I am not looking at the TV while I'm talking to you about the previous play, I need you to tell me, bro, look at the TV. They're about to hike again. That's all I need from you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I feel like I'm in agreement with that 100%. But we are the select few, my friend. We are the small percentage. <laughs> the majority of the population is there for the board 
games, the card games, the halftime show, the food, and the conversation. Uh, you could get rid of all of that. And I hate all that. Rip all of that away and Strip just it. give me the football game, and I would still show up to your house. I almost did this last year, and, I, and I'm going to propose it again this year because I have a TV in the basement. Yeah. And I have a TV in the in the main floor. I, I think I know where this is going, and I like it. Last year, I made the proposal. Those who really want to watch the game, do you want to go to the basement? Those of you who just want to casually hang out, play games, and talk, you can stay up here. And I could tell the men were, like, digging the idea of going into the basement but didn't want to offend the wives. Yeah, I can so see that. So everybody just kind of... Let it hang in the air after the proposal by me was made, and it never, nobody ever came to a good decision on what to do. So we all just kind of hung upstairs. But I'm going to throw it out there again this year. I'm going to throw it out there again this year. You throw it. I'll, I'll have your back on it this time. I, I got your back. I'm committing to it right now. I'll have your back yeah. on, on going to watch the game. Okay. All right. Well, we're about to get into some stuff about friendship. I wanted to make one quick comment. Actually, you know what? I want to save it for next week. I got a great story to share. Oh, but well, I'll save it for next week. Save it for next week. Let's get into this topic of friendship. Yeah, we got some. Actually, we were looking. I was looking over the notes for today, and yeah. I'm really excited. Here we go about what we're going to get into. How could you not be? Look at these notes. I'm if you could see these notes, people, <laughs> you'd be like, "Here we go." You'd be excited about what we're going to talk about. Yeah, we're talking about friendship, and Pastor Luke, I think this the the story or the the friendship relationship we're going to talk about is one of. I don't know. I think it's one of the best examples of a great friendship in the Bible, especially in the Old Testament. I mean, you could talk about Jesus and his disciples maybe is a better one. But like besides that, this is it. Yeah. It's so key. And I think it's – I mean, I've preached on this passage. I know you've preached on this passage. It's really, really good. And uh, I'm, I've even remembered learning about this, you know, in, in Sunday school. It's, it's a great – great uh, friendship relationship that we see in the Bible. Yeah. This is, of course, say it. Go ahead, say it, Pastor Aaron. Who are we, who are we talking about We're today? talking about David and Jonathan. There we go. Yeah. David and Jonathan. And what we're going to do is pull out what we call four qualities that Jonathan and David had yeah. between the two of them, which created a, an amazing friendship. And <clears throat> what we want you today is hear these four qualities, learn these four qualities. Put If you put these four qualities into practice— you're going to have better friendships out there. And I just want to say that that I think we are in a friendship famine when it comes to society these days. Uh, we're afraid to have great friends because of the vulnerability of, involved with it. Yeah. We're afraid. Uh, we would much rather keep it surface level, which is not, not the best. Oh, yeah. But so what we're going to learn is really four amazing qualities that you're going to need to do in order to have amazing friendships. And the first one is quality number one, they were available. Oh, they yeah. They were available. In verse four of First Samuel chapter 20, this quote is said from Jonathan to David. Jonathan tells David, he says, whatever you desire, I will do it for you. That's just Jonathan's telling David, hey, I'm making myself available to you. Yeah. And that is unbelievable if you think about the rank of really what's happening because Jonathan is a prince. Yeah. Next in line for the kingdom. So he's not even just the prince. He's the crown prince. He is. He's next in line for the kingdom of Israel. And he is humbling himself to David here saying, whatever you desire, I'll do it for you. Yeah. Jonathan sees the writing on the wall that. David is the one who's going to become king. Yeah. And he makes himself available. 
kind of call I kind of call these people foxhole friends. Foxhole friends. What 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 does that term foxhole friend come from? So that that old school war time. Yeah. World War One, World yep. War Two. They would dig these big holes in the ground and and, and l- practically live in them. So essentially, the bullets would fly over their heads. Yeah, get get more down under the ground in safety, and they called them a foxhole. Yeah, and there'd be multiple men inside each hole, and it, of course, when you're at war, you needed to protect your foxhole. Uh, Partners, yeah. I don't know what you call them. Your foxhole people. Yeah, you need to protect <laughs> your foxhole. You need to protect your friends down in there. Yeah. And at times you had to make sacrifices in order to keep everybody else safe. And this is called a foxhole friend. When when the bullets are flying, the friend stays in the foxhole with you. Yeah. And sometimes all it takes is something so simple as just being available. Yeah, I remember. I got I got a story to share about this this point. I was on a mission trip a few years ago, and uh, we were in an, we were in another country. We we're doing missions work all week. Everything, it just felt like everything was going awesome. And there's a, a guy I've been kind of getting closer to the past year or so up until this point, and we were starting to become pretty good friends. And uh, he had a little shared a little bit of kind of his story, some things he was struggling with with me, and then all of a sudden. One day he just he came into uh, the hotel room that I was staying at in in this other country, and he just comes in and just sits on the bed. And there's nobody else there, and he just starts talking to me. And we we end up he literally is just sitting on the bed crying on my shoulder, and where we're just talking through stuff. And I didn't you know give him any advice or I was just there yeah. for him in that moment. And there was really nobody else that was there that he was able to talk to. Hmm. But just me being available to him so strengthened our friendship. Mm-hmm. You know, he could have walked in. There was It was a huge mission trip that our church went on. There was over 100 people that had gone down to this other country. And and he could have went into any of those people's rooms. But I he just happened to come into to the room that I was in. And I was available to him. And we bonded so much over that. But if I'm not available for that... If I'm just so closed off, I'm like, hey, I'm actually going to the pool right now. Can can we do this later? Like, that's, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's harsh. I mean, like that would have been that would have killed him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, his inner man, so to speak. Yeah, and so I think just being available to people, whether it's in a time that that's awesome for them, or whether it's in a time that's uh, they need somebody to they need a shoulder to cry on. Yeah, to be there for both of those times to be available and really to be able to give of yourself. You know. Um, we have, I have a sign in my office, it's a, it's a sign of a tombstone and it says, here lies self death in me is life in them. Hmm. Yeah. And to be able to lay down what I want for somebody else, I think is a great quality of a friend. Yes. That's wonderful. Number two, second quality is they were dependable. They really were dependable. What? And, and their, their yes was a yes and their no was a no. Yeah. I, and and the worst is like when <laughs> somebody says, "Yeah, I can be there," and they just they they don't show up. And and the, the first time it happens, you're like, "Oh, bummer." Yeah. And then <laughs> the, the second time it happens, you go, "Oh, they did this to me b- once before." And then the third time it happens, and then the fourth time it happens, and then you go, "I I don't think they're my friend." <laughs> right. I don't. I mean, 
no, no, there's no signs that they enjoy being with me or they're willing, to, they're willing to keep their promise to me. Yeah. Their yes is not a yes and their no is not a no. Um, and, and they're all over the place. Yeah. They're like Ryan in the office. Yeah. I might stop by. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when Pam and was checking on the wedding invitations, yeah. getting the RSVPs settled for the wedding, she goes up to Ryan. So are you going to, are you, are you good to go for the wedding? Um, I might be there. I might stop by. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, Pam, of course. Well, I'm going to need some need more. Yes or no. Yes or no. So I know if to put a, a spot out for you with food. Yeah. Well, is, uh, you know, is Kelly going? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't talked to her yet. Well, if she's going, I'll go. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's not dependability. No, it's it's not dependability. Um, You know, I hate to throw my sister under the bus here, but. She used to be very undependable. Yeah. Used to be. Like when I was in middle school and high school. Okay. She'd come home from college. I hadn't seen her for a long time. We would plan these hangouts together. Yeah. And she wouldn't show she wouldn't show up. She had FOMO. <laughs> she would plan like three things in one night because she had a hard time saying no to people. Yeah. Even though she had, like, let's just say two weeks prior, she had promised me we were going to hang out Friday night. So I blocked off the evening, said no to a bunch of other things to do. Yeah. Sat at home waiting for my sister to come pick me up <laughs> so we could go out and hang out. Well, yeah. you know, all of a sudden uh, she's a half an hour late. So I gave her a call. Hannah, where are you at? Oh, oh, oh I'm just, I, I'm doing a little, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry I'm late. I'll be there in just a little bit. You know, another half an hour goes by. Hannah, are you coming to get me tonight? <laughs> and little did I know, she was hanging out with somebody else and didn't know how to stop that hangout to yeah. come get me because didn't want to. Yeah. And she had planned multiple things with multiple people on the same night. She was totally undependable. And she got in trouble for it. <laughs> <laughs> Rightfully so. <laughs> yes. Thank, thankfully, she's not like that anymore. That's, that's good. I know. We, are, we were all young once. Yeah. But I want to say this to our young people out there. Sometimes we don't understand that people can be depending upon us when we've told them we're going to be there. Or we told them we would hang out or we invited them over to the house. And then we maybe got busy and called them and told them, hey, we're not hanging out anymore. <laughs> and yeah. the only reason that is you messed it up is because you weren't responsible enough to keep track of your schedule. You weren't dependable. Yeah. It's so important if you really do want great friends to be dependable. Yeah, absolutely. That's so good. Number three, what is it, Pastor Aaron? I really like this next one. It said they were vulnerable. Yes. And I like this because we see with this, this was, again, a unique relationship with with Jonathan being the crown prince and, and then David being anointed king is that Jonathan was actually willing to risk his life, risk his position as crown prince and to help David. Yeah. He was willing to to expose himself even to the the enemy of David which was his father King Saul to help advance David and move him forward in what God had called him to do. That was extremely vulnerable. Of extremely him. vulnerable of Jonathan to be able to do that for David. And if you are becoming best friends with somebody, you're eventually going to be vulnerable. It I think that there's a moment of vulnerability that happens that 
deepens friendships. Yeah, I was I wasn't able to be on the last podcast. I was I was uh, on vacation, but I listened to the podcast with uh, you and Preston and Todd, and and you guys had mentioned that. Yeah, about there's a there's a moment in, in deep good friendships. There's a moment of vulnerability when you realize this person is willing to tell me the, the, the dark secret or they're willing to expose their fears or yeah. they're willing to, whatever it is, whatever that moment is, it could be, it's totally different, a million different scenarios. Yeah. But this person is willing to be vulnerable with me yep. and that so deepens good friendships. It does deepen good friendships. Um, <clears throat> let me give a little, like, uh, I, I have a thought about this too, Pastor Aaron. Okay. Um, I would say that like <clears throat> your fr- friendships can be sped up with vulnerability. Okay. Yeah. So like, um, um, I could I could speed up a relationship by being vulnerable with them, um, and but if I, and so I actually have to be careful at times. Yeah. We've got to be careful at times. Everybody's got to be careful about this, because because some sometimes if you're not if you're a little bit irresponsible, you'll maybe be open and vulnerable with the opposite sex, and and accidentally speed up a relationship. That wasn't oh, yeah. meant to go. That wasn't meant to go there. Uh, you know, you know, you could just you could you use that even to manipulate people at times. Oh yeah. Uh, so we've got to be careful here. But every great relationship has to be vulnerable. Has to have deep waters to it. Yeah. And I would give, again, just kind of adding on to. Here's a word of caution: is that those moments of vulnerability needs to be guarded and protected. Like, I'm not just going to meet somebody, Joe Schmo off the street. I'm like, Hey, he seems like a great guy. Let me, I want to have a better friendship with Joe. Joe, let me tell you all of my vulnerable, you know, <laughs> areas in my life. Yeah. Um, or maybe it's, it's somebody, maybe you, you started dating somebody and you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm so in love with her. We've been dating for three weeks. <laughs> I'm going to just spill my guts to them because uh-uh. I want our, our relationship to be so tight. I'm going to just tell them everything. That's probably not a good idea. Probably not a good idea. No, no. Um, and so just, just protect those guard those, like be careful who you're vulnerable with because that does deepen the relationship and it does. Uh, but it, being vulnerable opens you up. There's a reason that it's called being vulnerable. Yep. Um, it opens you up. It makes you uh, an easy target if someone wanted to hurt you. So make sure that you can trust somebody. Yep. And before you just just go being vulnerable to everybody. Yeah. Last one here, number four. They were responsible. What do we? What? How, how are they? How were they responsible? Well, uh, you know, David was curious and asked Jonathan, "Hey, do you think Saul?" I, do you think Saul wants to kill me? Is Saul going to kill me? Yeah. <laughs> I think Saul's going to kill me. Can you find out if Saul's going to kill me? You know, David seemed pretty pretty bent on the idea that Saul was out to kill him. Yeah. And Jonathan was like, no, no, no. My dad doesn't want to hurt you, dude. No way. Come on. And and, and John, David was like, well, could you just check for me real quickly? Yeah. Because if he is, I, I got I to gotta run away. Yeah. And if I got to run away, I'm, I have to leave you. Yeah. Which is terrible, right? Right. So Jonathan's like, I'll check. And so he does his little thing, and it turns out, yeah, Saul definitely wants to kill David. And what does Jonathan do? He is willing to be responsible and say, yeah, but this this is going to kill me because I'm going to lose my best friend. Yeah. But he's respo- being responsible. He's not letting his emotions lead him and guide him. He's, That's he's so good. He's not, he, he could have, he oh, could have, yeah. he could have been like, I love David so much. I don't want him. To, I don't want him to go. 
Right. Like, I don't want my best friend to leave. I I, I could I, – I, I bet he – I wonder if he even had a moment of, like, I want to lie. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want him to stick – because I want him to stick around so bad. Yeah. Um, but he was responsible, and he told the truth to David. And yeah. David fled, had to leave him. Yeah. I was just thinking, trying to put, put myself in Jonathan's shoes. Like, David's your best friend. And you, you were, you were so sure you did not think that, you know, your dad was trying to kill him. And then you're like, okay, I'll agree to the test. He, they, he kind of goes questions. His dad realizes that, whoa, David was right. I was wrong. My dad is out to kill him. And then, but he absolutely could have said, you know, what if I just lied? What if I, I keep David around? We have such a good friendship. Um, I bet I can have his back. Also, David's an incredible warrior. Yeah. Like, he's a great soldier. He's so strong. There's no way that my dad could actually overpower him. <laughs> yeah. And, like, he could have thought through that and and tried to rationalize it on his own and then lie to David, but he didn't. He did that responsible thing. He went to David and said, I was wrong. You were right. My dad is out to kill you, and we need to save your life. You need to get out of here. Yeah. That was such a responsible move on his part. <laughs> Some of you young people out there think your parents won't let you have anything fun or nice. <laughs> just think. Just think. You could be worse. Your parent could be trying to kill your best friend. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good, that's a good like, <laughs> like meter, like measurement. Has my, has my parent tried to pin my best friend to the wall with a spear multiple times? No. Okay. Like, Not that bad. Back, <laughs> talk about daddy issues. <laughs> daddy, you don't ever, you never let me have best friends. You always try to kill them. I don't like you. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a serious, serious situation here. Like we're talking about, I mean, you're talking about emotional damage. <laughs> yeah. Oh I mean, yeah. For serious. real. This is, this is as serious as it gets. This doesn't get any worse. I mean, like what is going on here? Saul is a nasty person. And it's Jonathan's dad. Oh, my gosh. But they, he was so responsible. We must be responsible with our relationships. We must be responsible with, with the opposite sex. We yeah. must be a person who makes the right decisions. We got to be men. You got you to be responsible taking care of girls. Oh, yeah. Ho- hold the door open for them. Yeah. Things like that. Take, this- take care of them. Like, like I, I always love it when... I see my son take care of his sisters. Yeah. Take care of the girls. Yeah. This is, let's just for a second, all of our our lady audience, I'm just going to pause for a second. I'm going to speak to the guys for a second. This is something that so many young people are losing this idea of let me be mature enough to take care of 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 a girl let me be mature enough to take care of the the ladies in my life whether they're whether they're a a girlfriend or a spouse or like a sister just a friend Mm -hmm. as a man you should be mature enough you should be responsible enough to take care of them Mm -hmm. to to, something simple like hold the door like get the door for them Mm -hmm. be responsible pay for their meal Mm -hmm. like Give them some gas money. Drive them around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I drove. I remember so many times in high school. As soon as I got my driver's license, at first I was so annoyed because I became my sister's chauffeur, <laughs> and it would drive me crazy. But yeah. then, and I remember having this moment where I realized this is a way that I can be a, a protector and a, a and leader help, and, and a leader yep. and help take care of and lead my sisters. 
And, and it became something that I, I actually didn't mind doing that anymore. When I, yeah, when I first got my license, I was like, geez, man, I'm driving my sisters all over the place. Yeah, you're, you're, you're Aaron boy. <laughs> exactly. Not, not Aaron boy. You're Aaron boy. Right. Ooh. That's gold, baby. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go, Pastor. Go. Let's go. <laughs> But man, take care of and ha- take responsibility. When things happen, you take responsibility. You make stuff happen, and, and you just be mature about it. And mm-hmm. I think that's something that is lacking in our our culture, especially in in this generation that's coming up right now. And so, stand out by being different, by being responsible, by by taking ownership, uh, and by being a leader. Oh, I, I love it. This is this has been a fantastic podcast. I'm telling you, this whole friendship series thing. Uh, it's it's gold. It's gold, baby. It's gold. And this is this actually passed like this might have been my favorite one that we did on friendship. I love these four points. Nice. That we've talked about. I really like this. Awesome. We got a whole lot more material here too, I promise you. Who knows how much we're gonna get through or how long we're gonna go. I think it's still got steam. It still has energy behind it. I feel the wind beneath my wings <laughs> here with <laughs> You are the wind beneath my wings. Just keep on saying Is that Bet Midler? I don't know. It is. It's Bette Midler. Okay. Which is, I mean, that's a singer before my generation. <laughs> so it's not like anybody listening to this podcast right now knows who Bette Midler is. <laughs> this podcast is just taking a weird you what, turn. If you want to reach young people these days, <laughs> you do a deep dive into Bette Midler. I don't know if that's the secret. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been great to be with you today. It's been so good audience. to be with you guys. I hope you like being called Podians because I really like calling you Podians. Yeah, I like it too. We'll see you guys later. We love you, Podians. See, that just sounds right. It is. It's all right. It's all how, good. How, how could it be wrong when it feels so right? <laughs> That's another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> just because it feels good doesn't mean doesn't it is good. Mean it's right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. It's been great to be with you today, Podians. We'll catch you on the next one. Catch ha- you on the flippity flip. Have a great day. Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work them off today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today.